Welcome to Hastings Outdoors, your podcast for hunting, fishing, conservation, and more. Straight from the Mississippi Flyway to your hearts. Let's go! Oh, hi. Welcome to another episode of Hastings Outdoors. Didn't see you guys there. Come on in, take a seat. Coming to you not live at all from the garage where dreams are made. The dream building garage, the adventure building garage. You guessed it, my garage, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to all. Um, today is a good day. It really is. I have actually, uh, I've been super productive. I've got a lot of stuff done off my list of stuff to do. So... That's always a win for the home team, in my opinion. Um, uh, I was working on some some little things here and there earlier. Um, polished up my resume and uh, other non-important or interesting stuff. But um, also got some uh, stuff hashed out for a uh, a little bit of a of a uh, top secret project. It's um, a little bit of a collab in the works, and um, more information on that to come. I'll probably uh, probably throw that in at the end, but uh, cool things are on the way. Um, uh, kind of uh, prototyping a product or a potential product for uh, a really awesome company. But like I said, I'll get to that in a, a little bit, probably towards the end of the podcast for sure. But yeah, staying busy, guys. Um, I, I actually... Busted out the uh, the Franke Affinity Three. I was, I, I, man, I've been I've been going crazy trying to get that thing patterned. Well, really, just trying to find the time to get that thing patterned. The, that's the, the gist of it all. And um, yeah, I finally got that thing out, and uh, I'm I'm really I'm, I'm really excited. I've got a lot of stuff done. I've got some stuff in the works as far as the podcast. The the uh, Hastings Outdoors brand goes right now. Uh, really stepping up my game with a few things and kind of uh, kind of working on the whole brand recognition and stuff like that. Um, so uh, you may see updates of that in the near-ish future, uh, approximately uh, maybe a week or so. Uh, you may see some different uh, imagery, different um, stuff like that, but have no fear. It is the same is the same Hastings Outdoors, just with a fancy new look or a more professional look. Maybe that's a better way to put it. I don't know. Hopefully, it's more appealing. That's for sure. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, lots of stuff going on. Um, there's still a few little things as far as uh, prep for for duck slash waterfowl season. I need to tend to, but um, yeah, I'm super excited. I, I'm I, I feel like I'm, I'm getting to that. Uh, that level of quote unquote projects and things to do, or I've, I've, I've got it, you know, so many things knocked off my list that need to be done to where I can focus more on scouting. And uh, by scouting, I mean, uh, scouting slash fishing. And that's exciting to me. Um, lots of stuff. Uh, lots of stuff I, you know, I, I accomplished earlier. Uh, this summer slash spring, I've really been trying to just just knock stuff out left and right, 
and trying to get things done and, and just try to free up that time because I, I really, I'm, I don't want to say I'm super limited on where I can hunt guys as far as waterfowl goes, but uh, I would like to free up more opportunities or free up. I would like to get more opportunities, however you want to look at it. Um, so that's, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm in a rush, but I'm definitely trying to uh, not slow down. I'm a full, full speed ahead, uh, got her wound foot, to, foot to the firewall, trying to get, you know, X, Y, Z accomplished so I can free up time for myself to uh get out there scout uh find potential locations and all that stuff and speaking of uh scouting um and this is not a paid sponsorship or a paid ad by any means uh this is just me telling you guys my experience i uh looked into on x to try and um find uh property information property owner information and i've briefly talked about this before but um there is a website uh, that is available. I'm actually just going to pull this up as I'm talking about it here, guys. Um, but I believe it's called Beacon. And yes, so let me just go to this website real quick. So uh, it, I guess the page is called Beacon. B-E-A-C-O-N. And if you want the URL, um, I can throw that in the description here and I'm, i'll give it to you right now too just in case or for whatever reason it is beacon b-e-a-c-o-n dot schneider corp so s s c h n e i d e r c o r p dot com if you if you're looking for property information and i don't know who all participates in this i really don't i think it goes off of public record as far as the information it provides but uh you it's a page where you can find property owner information and it's free and i've been using this for years but the only problem is uh some of the surrounding counties to the county i live in uh, they're not i don't know if they participate in this or whatever it may be so yeah yeah what you gonna do what you gonna do if if you can't find it here you gotta find it somewhere so uh, I, I was looking into OnX, and um, as of right now, I only need it for one state, so that's that's pretty cheap. And um, uh, I will let me pull up OnX here just to give you guys some information. Like I said, I'm not getting paid for any of this, guys. This is just me talking about my experience and what I've been up to. So, uh, oh man, come on, come on! I just had this page open. I spent way too much time on this thing when I should have been getting this podcast done. <laughs> All right. So, okay, here we go. So I'm on onxmaps.com. That is their website, homepage, whatever you want to call it. I'm actually on the hunt option for it right now. And so I want to try pricing. Here we go. That's what I'm looking for. Pricing. Okay. So uh, right off the bat, they have three options uh, for um, the packages or a subscription you can buy. The premium is $29.99 per year. You get one state with that. Um, so single single state land ownership maps, 3D satellite topo and hybrid. Um, you can have offline maps, customizable waypoints with optimal wind. And it works on all of these work on iOS, Android and desktop. So I don't know why they throw that in there. It's kind of redundant to put all that in there. 
Oh, well, okay. So the elite one has a little bit different, but we'll get to that in a second. So the uh, basic one for one state for pretty much the general information you're probably looking for is $30 a year. Uh, the premium option with two states is $44.99, so $45 a year. You get two states with the same stuff you get with a premium. Um, and then they have the elite option, which is $99.99 per year. They do have a monthly option at $14.99, which, realistically speaking, if you're only going to use it for, say, um, two months out of the year, or maybe one month out of the year, or whatever it may be, the elite option to me seems like a good, um, good choice because you're spending 15 bucks and you get all the bells and whistles. Um, that being said, um, I, you know, it's, it check out their stuff guys. Um, if you're interested in something like that, or if you've been kind of wondering what it's all about, you've heard advertisements, that kind of thing, uh, based off of me using it, uh, so far so good. I, I think it's, I think it's worth it. I ended up going with the, just the premium one state, the $29.99 and actually I used code uh, meat eater. So M E A T E A T E R uh, Steven Ranella's uh, discount code saved you 20, uh, 20% off. Uh, really cool there. But um, yeah, so just kind of my, my thoughts and my opinion on that is uh, if I was just staying in the County I was in, I wouldn't have bought it. Uh, plain and simple because like I said, this beacon uh, website or, yeah, website. Um, on the homepage, when I literally searched, uh, I, I just searched Beacon Property Search. And the first link that came up was this website. And um, on the homepage, there's a little box with two drop downs. Uh, select a state, and then you select a county, city, slash area. And so um, let's just, uh, just, just for an experiment here, I'm going to pick, uh, let's go to Iowa. And most of you guys know I live in northern Indiana, so I'm I'm purely guessing. And <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know anything about the counties in Iowa, so uh, we'll just pick one at random here. Let's go with uh, Delaware County, Iowa. Okay. Now, once I've selected Iowa, I've selected the county in Iowa. Uh, it gives you three options. You, I don't know what the bottom one is. Uh, I'm guessing that's uh, Beacon Property something or their search. I really don't know what that is, guys. But uh, the three options here, you got property search, uh, view map, and then BPTC search. I, Like I said, I don't know what that is. Usually, I just go to uh, view map because I'm looking for, when I'm using this, I'm looking for bodies of water. And then it's, it basically gives you a term and uh, conditions and then like a disclaimer that, uh, you know, the terms and conditions is basically saying you're not going to abuse this information. And the disclaimer is saying that, hey, you know, make sure that it's, you know, verify your information before you go doing whatever. So it looks like, um, in Delaware County, Iowa, uh, scroll out here just a little bit. Um, looks like the biggest town is Manchester. Uh, okay. That's interesting. There are Manchesters all over the country, by the way. Oh, there's a Bremen. There's a Bremen, Indiana. Um, man, it's, it's crazy. Did, did people just, just run out of names? I don't know. Anywho, so I'm going to zoom in here just to fuzz. It looks like there's a uh, decent river system here. I have no idea what the river is. Um, but it looks like it is in town, so that's going to be a bit of an issue. But um, let's say I was just trying to pick a field for 
snow goose or something. Just, you know, go along this fantasy with me. So I scroll in, I find this field. Uh, there's a road to the west of it. Um, looks like a creek or a ditch runs all the way through it around here. Just kind of, you know, a, a spider web of ditch slash creek. Probably really sucks to farm that. But um, so I click on this this field that I'm interested in, and it gives me the. Um, I'm not going to read this <laughs> read this to you guys, but I'm going to give you the information that it, I'm going to tell you what kind of information it gives me. So I click on this field. It's going to tell me the owner address, and it's going to have their their name, address, all that stuff, so their mailing address, and um, that's really all you need. Uh, it tells me how many acres this field is. It will tell you if it's uh, agriculture or that kind of thing. So class uh, A, um, yeah, so basic information. So if I was to want to know who owns the field across the street from me, say I didn't know that, I could pull this pull this up, put in my state, my county, and boom, there you go. I've got information right off the bat. So... Like I said, I don't know. I don't know where all this is available, um, but um, I do know that uh, it's. I don't know if they have an app for that by any means. And this isn't trying to. Um, I'm not trying to say, hey guys, you don't need to go buy Onyx. I bought it myself. Um, I think Onyx is is uh, a lot more user friendly. Um, it's, you know, you get the mobile option as well as the desktop option. And I don't think you get that with the uh, beacon option. I think that's simply desktop only. So just I'm just throwing that out there, guys. That there, you know, there are options available if you if you really don't want to pay for Onyx. Um, you can always do a free trial, by the way, with Onyx. But uh, <clears throat> check out and see if the county you're planning on hunting in, or you know, wherever you live, whatever it may be, is on that beacon website. And you can find uh, landowner information right there. Now, I will tell you with Onyx, you do get a little more, a little more information. Uh, for example, there's a couple of waypoints that I created where I can track the wind there, <laughs> and that's pretty nice. I, I didn't know that was even a feature. Like I said, I literally just I, I started a trial not too long ago, kind of forgot about it, and um, I it dawned on me that hey, I really need to get. Um, planning ahead for uh scouting and that kind of thing and so i jumped on in got that and uh started i put some waypoints out there for just for my information and that kind of stuff and uh just a point of reference for me and so you, you know you get different kind of layers you can measure distance on this which um i'm not sure i i'm for the longest time guys i've used that beacon also google maps and stuff like that to try and <laughs> Uh, basically do the job that Onyx does for you. So um, there are plenty of options out there. Usually, uh, I would say if you guys are going to go the beacon route, usually what I would do is I would sit at the desk with the computer and uh, I would find a property or whatever on, on Google Maps. I would then, you know, or a property on, uh, say, Beacon or vice versa. I would use Google Maps and Beacon in conjunction with one another. So Onyx kind of does all of that together. It's a little bit more simplicity, but then again, there's also the free options. So um, just throwing options out there, guys. But so far with Onyx, I mean, uh, so far I'd say it's pretty cool. Um, uh, for what I got, I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, with the discount code, it was 20%. I ended up paying 23, 24 for the year. 
Um, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I mean, it literally day one and like hour one of using on X for any length of time. So we shall see. I do like the idea of being able to pull up on my phone though. That's pretty nice. But, um, yeah. So like I said, trying to get projects done to free up time to get out there and do some, uh, scout fishing, <laughs> some fish, fishing, scouting, whatever you want to call it. Uh, basically I try to find bodies of water where I can, uh, uh, potentially hunt and, uh, find, uh, parts of said bodies of water where it looks pretty good. You know, there's, uh, the right kind of vegetation, all that stuff and, and try to find good spots. And while I'm out there, I, I generally speaking, I will take, uh, a rod and reel, uh, stuff like that. And I'll, I'll, I'll fish a little bit while I'm out there just to maximize my time and, uh, get, get the most enjoyment out of it as I can. And so as far as, um, actually I need to cross some stuff off my list and that always feels good accomplishing things here. Um, do, do, do. All right. So, uh, as of right now, I mean, there's always a little stuff here along here, there along the way. Um, but as far as duck season goes, it's pretty much, I'm pretty much down to rigging decoys, getting the Texas rigs on there. Um, uh, doing that, that. Uh, light paint on the blind, which um, I have the, uh, oh my gosh, Avery quick set for my boat. And I put uh, raffia all over it and whatnot. And um, I like to go over it uh, with a uh, kind of an overspray of the Rust-Oleum brand uh, camo line paint. And uh, just various shades to, to really shade it in and um give it a little more uh depth or at least a little more of a perceived look of depth um so i need to do that yet but other than that things are looking good guys things are looking good and i'm super excited I, it it's so satisfying gratifying whatever you want to call it to check stuff off your to-do list and realize that hey uh, i'm accomplishing whatever i need to do and i'm setting out to do and uh yeah it's nice it's 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 nice it's just nice i also forgot that uh squirrel season i know that's a total squirrel moment right there but squirrel season in indiana opens on august 15th which is four days away um what is that a wednesday i can't i've always been horrible with that guys keeping track of the days uh in my head oh that's tuesday so it opens on a Tuesday, which uh, by the time this releases, it's probably going to be open. But uh, yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, I'll have to see if I can find somewhere to get out there and shoot some squirrels. I, I do enjoy that, and I I, I don't I don't do it. Uh, I'm not an avid squirrel hunter, but I do like to get out and get um, get a squirrel or two when I can. Uh, I haven't been able to do that for several years, but. Um, yeah, if you if you if you've never done it, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, usually, I, I just go by myself. I'll, I'll walk through an area, uh, a wooded area, you know, find some oak trees, stuff like that. See if I see any activity, and if I see any, uh, if I don't see any squirrels, but I see sign, then I'll just kind of hunker down, hang out, and just wait. Uh, I'm not a professional by any means, but I usually usually don't have too much of a hard time picking off a squirrel or two. Uh, the biggest thing is be quiet. Be quiet. Move intentionally, move slow, 
and it works for me. And uh, if you're stomping through the woods, um, they're going to hear that from a mile away. That's noise they're not necessarily accustomed to. Um, they know it's different from their their normal ambiance of the the wooded area they're in. So stealth, guys, stealth. You know, all that good stuff. I think my mustache just betrayed me there. I might have. I don't know what's going on. Anywho, so yes, super excited. I've got. I um. I am looking forward to uh, potentially getting out there and getting a squirrel or two. Um, so that's literally within uh, four days of the recording of this podcast. Um, and then so after that, um, looking forward to Dove, and then I believe. Um, let me pull up some information. Bear with me, guys. Whenever I, sometimes I think I worry too much about uh, dead air, which I don't, I don't think people really pay attention to that anymore. And honestly, if you weren't born in the eighties or later, you probably wouldn't know what that means. Um, that air being that there's there's a, a broadcast, a show, or something like that, a recording, whatever it may be. And there's a gap in the music, the sound, whatever it may be, the, the talking. Uh, there's a gap, and yeah, I did that intentionally, just be a goober. But uh, a gap in the audio from said recording, whatever it may be. So... I don't know why I'm doing this. I, okay, well, whatever. It loaded. Do do. All right. Well, I I like to, especially you know, at least midsummer. Uh, I like to pull up the Indiana hunting and uh, trapping guide. Um, I don't know if other states do this, but the state of Indiana, for sure, at least the Department of Natural Resources, through whatever you know, all that good stuff. Um. They release a uh, fishing guide in the spring and then um, a hunting and trapping guide. Uh, usually usually it's out by, I'd say, about late June. And it covers all the seasons, all the regulations, all that stuff. Um, little tidbits of information, sometimes recipes, that kind of thing. But it's very handy to have. It, it's literally uh, you know a magazine-style uh, brochure, booklet, whatever you want to call it. And it's, um, it's nice to have, I usually, you can find them at almost any, any retailer that has like sporting goods or, uh, bait shop, gun shop, that kind of thing. And, uh, usually I'll pick, I'll pick up the fishing one in the spring. And, and then as soon as the hunting one's out, I pick that up and I just kind of keep it with me at all times just to make sure I am staying on top of the regulations. Uh, the last thing you want is to make a mistake and then, um, you know, I think I think most conservation officers in the state of Indiana are are, are pretty reasonable people from what I, you know, at least at least the ones I've met. And, um, you know, I think an honest mistake is an honest mistake. And I, I believe that they uh, they also share that uh, rationale. So. Um, but if, if you're just flagrantly breaking laws, then. Good luck. All right, so here we go. I, I'm kind of uh, perusing the seasons on this little PDF uh, from the Indiana DNR website. So if you go to in, 
uh, in.gov slash DNR. Uh, you can find all this information there too. And I'm trying to, I'm just looking at the dates here. Um, so there's spring turkey, uh, fall archery for turkey opens in, in what, October 1st through the 29th for Indiana. Oh, do, do, do. Uh, fall firearm for turkey is October 18th. I, I know most of you probably don't care about that. Okay, so Woodland Small Game. Gray and Fox Squirrel, August 15th. All right. Uh, the ruffled grouse season was suspended. I don't even think I've ever seen a ruffled grouse, so it's probably a good thing. Pheasant, quail, and rabbit comes in November 1st. And oh, a crow goes out August 15th, huh? Honestly, I haven't seen too many crows in my area. We get a lot of starlings and stuff like that, but uh, not many crows. Um, frogs and green frog and bullfrogs in the season still. I always forget about that. And then uh, eastern snapping turtle, uh, smooth and spiny soft shell turtles. Uh, they run July 1st to March 31st. That's pretty crazy. All right, so the awesome stuff here. Morning Dove, uh, September 1st through October 15th. Uh, then back November 1st through the 26th. Then uh, December 16th uh, through January 3rd. And honestly, I don't know anyone who really hunts Dove past the uh, the first closing in October. <laughs> I mean, most of the guys that I, I know that hunt Dove, uh, they do it just to have something to do before uh, early teal comes in and then ducks. So do, do, do. All right. So the, 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 the season openers that I'm looking forward to the most, obviously um, morning dove that comes in September 1st in Indiana. Um, so I've got that on the schedule on my, my calendar. And uh, then September 9th, uh, early teal, uh, comes in. It's uh, the 9th through the 24th, so that's pretty cool. It's a nice little chunk of time. And then after that, uh, Ducks, uh, Ducks, Coots, and Mergansers opens on the 28th. But also, uh, Geese opens September 9th along with Teal. Um, and it runs the September 9th through the 17th. So there's some overlap there until uh, the 17th for Goose and or geese and teal. So that's, um, I use this, this in my dates and stuff a lot to really, uh, give me a reference for, um, and all this stuff is for the North zone of Indiana, by the way. Um, if you are not in the North zone for Indiana, then, uh, please look up for, look up the dates for central and South zone. They are not the same. Um, so yeah, uh, just to throw that out there, I don't want, I don't want someone down at the southern end of the state, you know, thinking, taking my word for it or something that, oh, October 28th, I can go, uh, go start, you know, hunting some ducks when uh, the south zone doesn't open until November 11th. So just, just a little tidbit of information there, but yeah, so that's awesome. So uh, the cool, the cool thing is um, what I'm planning on doing is uh, obviously getting out there for the early teal season, uh, September 9th. Um, that's when it opens. That's also when uh, the the first round of geese open. And uh, 
Um, also, October 28th is the uh, the second round of uh, geese for the North Zone. And that's also when ducks open in the North Zone. So that's, that's honestly, guys, that's the probably one of the main reasons I have thrown Canada's into my spread. I, I had a lot of opportunities in that overlap time frame for ducks and whatnot where, uh, I mean, huge, huge volumes of Canada's flying over all that stuff. And, um, I want to try and take advantage of that. And I'm still working on my goose calling. It's, it's not, it's not great. Who knows? Um, we'll see how that goes, but, um, yeah. So like I said, uh, trying to wind down the projects to free up time to get out there and scouting and start, uh, start transitioning from the project phase of getting ready for duck season into the, the active phase of scouting and the preparation and the practice phase, all that good stuff. And, um, yeah, so like I said uh, earlier, guys, I was able to finally pattern the Franke Affinity 3 Waterfowl Elite, and I had actually four chokes I was working with uh, to see how actually two types of ammunition ran through uh, all those chokes. And that, that in and of itself was a bit of a process. It wasn't... <laughs> It was just time consuming. There's a lot of uh, back and forth, a lot of keeping track, a lot of marking shot, all that stuff. So the majority of my my morning thus far was dedicated to uh, getting that accomplished. But the good news is I have some solid and actually pretty awesome results. I, I am pretty, uh, pretty pleased with how it turned out and uh, absolutely um, tickled with uh, the results I got. And uh, so I guess with that being said, let's just dive right into it and I'll break it all down for you. And hopefully some of this information can help you guys. Okay, so like I said, I, I, was, I was checking out two different types of ammunition. Uh, one of which I already had, one I picked up just to try out. And uh, the reason being is I, if you guys aren't up to date with uh, a bunch of the podcasts, that's okay. I'll fill you in real quick. Um, I recently was on the, within the last month or so, well, last few months it started, but this spring I really started searching for what I would consider an affordable shotgun. Um, the purpose of, uh, really the, the driving factor of my podcast here and really the media and content I'm trying to create for you guys is to do, um, all the outdoor activities I love to do. Um, but do so on a budget and to, uh, try and, uh, try and, uh, get the, the best results and success without spending, uh, the most, uh, the, the most amount of money you could trying to save, trying to pinch a penny, trying to do it on a budget always. And so, um, that's, that's, that's one of the m main motivating factors for the podcast is to, um, share my experience, my learning and all that stuff, uh, uh, stuff I learned along the way and all that jazz and adventures, whatever it may be, and and show that, uh, you know, any, anyone can really get out there and do it if they want to. So uh, I had a junk shotgun, needed a shotgun. I found a really great deal. Um, I forget which episode it is, um, but if you wanted to uh, check out that episode, um, 
I'll just pull. I'll just look it up real quick, guys. But uh, I do have an episode about uh, kind of the background on the shotgun. But I ended up picking up a Franke Affinity Three Waterfowl Elite, and uh, that uh, shotgun. It's a twelve uh, gauge semi-auto inertia driven. It's um, came with uh, three chokes, a close, uh, close, um, middle, and long range uh, waterfowl style choke fiber optic sight, all that good stuff. And, um, yeah, the podcast that I talked about that was it, it, the title is 400 off retail and double the horsepower. Um, check that out. I got the backstory on that gun, but I ended up picking up this gun, uh, literally like the title says for $400 off retail. And so being a new gun and, um, trying to find ammo that runs well through it, uh, trying to get it patterned uh, so I know how it shoots, all that kind of stuff um, for this upcoming season. Doing my due diligence to <clears throat> make sure that this uh, shotgun uh, is uh, the shotgun and ammo combination and me, the shooter also, is ready uh, for the upcoming seasons to make sure that uh, the shots I do take are uh, uh, the best they can be. Um, and, and <clears throat> if I do harvest game that it's <clears throat> goodness gracious, excuse me, guys. Um, it's the most ethical setup and, and really successful too, that it can be. So the two types of ammunition that I was testing, uh, start off with, uh, the Winchester super X is the expert high velocity steel shot, 12 gauge, three inch, uh, three inch round shell, whatever you want to call it. 1550 feet per second, one and eighth ounce uh, load, and number two shot. Uh, the reason I, I I had this from last season because the uh, junk gun that I had actually ran well with it. And uh, by the time I got around to getting uh, ammunition, this is what I could find locally. And um, another reason I wanted to find it locally is that way I don't have to uh, wait on ship times and that kind of stuff. If I need some, I can grab some and call it good. Um, and the second ammunition, the quote unquote new, new to me ammunition is the federal speed shock, 12 gauge, uh, three inch, 1550, one and an eighth to, uh, two shot steel. So the, uh, the gauge, the, uh, uh, shell size, P, uh, P per second, uh, load size and size of shot identical. And, um, these are, are what you would, uh, what I guess a lot of people consider the, the cheap ammo. Um, I still think that's a bit of a misnomer because the uh, Super X is a ballpark $25. It's a dollar round pretty much. Um, and the the Federal actually is, is a touch uh, less than that. I think a box ranges around $20, give or take, depending on where you look at. Uh, Lucky Gunner had a, a box of 25 or 20 Um and uh, I think uh, Bass Pro Shop slash Cabela's is selling it for twenty one ninety nine. Um, but I also found on Rogers Sporting Goods. Uh, it, and guys, if you if you need gear and you can't find it locally, Rogers Sporting Goods is the way to go. I absolutely love love that store. Love the online uh, store. Shipping's great. Prices are great. So uh, the only downside is if you're buying from Rogers uh, for most twelve gauges that I've seen. They sell it by the case of 250 shells. So you're going to have to buy a lot of it. And uh, the reason 
I wanted to test the stuff I had and I ended up buying a box of 25 of this stuff uh, was because uh, for patterning purposes, I don't need a lot of it because if it doesn't pattern well and it doesn't shoot well out of my gun, I don't want to be stuck with a crap load of this ammo that I can't use. But uh, Rogers right now has it on sale, uh, a case of 250 of the uh, Federal Speed Shock 12 gauge, um, three inch, and uh, they have uh, four different shot sizes. You got uh, two, three, four, and BB right now, and uh, 179.99 uh, per case of 250, and that is the cheapest price I have been able to find yet. Um, but so I. Uh, mentioned in the previous episode, I got a bunch of cardboard and, and just, I spent so much time, uh, trying to pattern these things and, um, yeah, it, it just crazy. Um, I patterned, uh, I had, uh, two chokes for, <clears throat> excuse me again, guys, two chokes for uh, long distance or long range. One being the Carlson's, uh, cremator and the other one being the, um, Actually, it's right here in front of me, guys. I know I said it here for a reason. It is the uh, Franke, uh, uh, made by True Lock, uh, long range, and then the yeah the Carlson's uh, Cremator, I believe it is. Yeah, the Cremator, long range. And just a just a, a comparison of these guys, the uh, Carlson's is about a quarter inch longer, at least on the end, and um, but the uh, the chokes are both, both 0. 0.700. Um, yeah. So, um, one thing I thought I, I started off with the long range at about 40 yards and, uh, one, one thing I noticed right off the bat, I started, I believe I started with the, uh, Franke long range, uh, waterfowl choke and, it was shooting pretty good with um, both types of ammunition, the Super X and the Speed Shock. And um, that was that was surprising to me. Uh, usually it seems, guys, when you get something with a gun, uh, it, it tends out or turns out not to be so great. I mean, it's, it's functional, but it turns out not to be great. Uh, this long range that comes with that Franke, Pretty good, pretty good. And actually, um, I hate to I hate to say this, but uh, with the two types of ammunition I was running, and uh, with the Affinity Three that I was shooting it out of, the Franke long range uh, choke actually performed better than the Carlson's Cremator long range out of my gun, and with that ammo. Now that's not to say that uh, this Franke choke um, is going to be better with all types of ammunition um, compared to the Carlson's. Uh, it, yeah, I'm not sure, but I, I mean, I'm not going to go buy crazy amounts of ammo just to try and you know test the brand versus brand. But uh, the results that I found today were that the Franke choke was actually performing way better, way way better than the cremator was out of my gun and with the ammo I was running. So, um, unfortunately that's the only, uh, Carlson's choke I had to compare to the Franke chokes. 
Um, but I did end up patterning the um, mid-range and close-range Franke chokes. The mid-range is 0 0.710, and the close-range is 0 0.720. And um, between, um, I guess, out of, out of all four of these chokes, the Federal Speed Shock did pattern better than the Winchester Super X. And... Um, it was, I mean, it, it was, it was just, I, I honestly, guys, once I got down to the close range, I didn't even bother counting shot in that 30 inch circle because it was so noticeable how, how much better that pattern was within that circle compared to the Winchester super X that I, I just quit counting. I literally could look at them side by side and, you know, anyone who, who, Anyone who has any kind of idea how a shotgun works, if they looked at that, they would say, well, that one has more shots in that big circle than that one. It, I mean, it was just, it was just obvious. Not trying to knock any brands. I'm just trying to tell you my experience with this Affinity 3. So that being said, uh, for this season in my lineup for chokes, I'm sticking with the Franke uh, chokes. I mean, I, I may just throw the Carlson's in there as a backup in case something happens. You know, worst case scenario, I don't know. And also, the Federal Speed Shock has won my vote. And um, um, if I can convince my wife of it, uh, that, will, <laughs> that will be the ammo I will be running this season. And like I said, guys, uh, check out Rogers Sporting Goods. They seem to have the best prices on anything waterfowl-related, period. Um, and like I said, that 250 round box of, um, the three inch, uh, 12 gauge, three inch, uh, federal speed shock, uh, 250 round case is 179.99. And if before tax and shipping and all that jazz, um, that brings it to 72 cents around. So 72 cents around for something that shoots great out of my gun. I'll take that all day. That's that's absolutely a win for the home team, guys. Um, I I was I, like I said before, I had a little bit of a sticker shock when it came to um, the price of some of the other the other options out there. Like I, I was I was earnestly and honestly looking into Federal Black Cloud because I'd heard so many good things about it. But when it came down time to to actually buy it, I was like, well, good lord, that's that's just ridiculous. I mean, the the price per round at least at least, at least through um, Cabela's Bass Pro because that's where I was when I was actually shopping. And um, yeah, I I don't know. I just wasn't too thrilled with it. And the numbers compared to the Speed Shock, it seemed so comparable. I didn't. I I couldn't really justify the extra expense. I think it was uh, eighteen dollars more for the same amount of shells um than the speed shock so um for what it's worth that's uh i'm going to be using the long mid and close range Franke chokes because they they performed uh, the best and switching to the federal speed shock over the uh, winchester super x and um i i like i said guys i bought that winchester super x just because of, of availability and and timing um it seemed to work okay for that other gun but the other gun didn't work okay so, yeah. Um, so that I've got, I'm, I'm super happy. I got that squared away. I, I'm actually looking into, um, I used uh, number two shot. 
uh, for the patterning. And I'm actually looking into a number four shot moving forward. So um, I'm going to shoot a little bit more cardboard out of these chokes just to see. Um, I'm not going to do a full-fledged pattern, but I'm just going to uh, see if the shot size affects it much. And fingers crossed it doesn't because I would like to have uh, number four and number two um, on hand uh, just to see, uh, you know, based on the, uh, you know, how the birds are coming in, uh, at what distance I'll be shooting, that kind of thing. And just to, just to see, uh, to have options, really, that's the biggest thing. Um, because I, you don't need, <laughs> in my opinion, uh, you don't need uh, uh, number two shot size at 20 yards. And if you're, and then what I found out is I, I did play around with these chokes and that, that mid-range uh, choke at 20 yards, I feel like it would, it would devastate a, uh, a duck, even, even a good size mallard. I feel like you would just, uh, obliterate it and not leave, not leave enough meat there that isn't, uh, full of steel to, uh, to really work with. And, um, do, 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 come on now. What, what is going on here? Oh, I'm trying to see what the, what the shipping is going to be on the ammunition here, guys. Um, just to kind of give you guys an idea of, um, I really don't know what's going on here. It's making me log in and I am horrible about passwords. Oh, that ain't going to work at all. Uh, we'll just continue as a guest. How's that go? Yeah. All right. Uh, just trying to get you guys a rough idea of the shipping here. I think, I think on most orders, uh, Rogers has free shipping up to a certain amount. At least the, maybe that was just a promo. I'm not sure, but, um, We'll see here real quick, guys. So bear with me one moment again as I try to type, talk, and all that good stuff at the same time. I like to think I'm good at multitasking, but really, when you, when you break it down, I don't think anyone really is. Okay, so it's loading my shipping options here. Yep, shipping is uh, free. So that's cool. Um, let's go to the whole taxation part. All right, so... 179.99 for 250 rounds of uh, Federal Speed Shock 3-inch, 12-gauge. And the tax for my area, uh, the tax is going to be different for different states, I imagine. Um, but the tax comes out to about 13 bucks, So that puts it at uh, just under $193. So let's redo that math here real quick and, and just see how that, how that changes the overall cost per shot. Uh, one, nine... Yeah, so not a big difference. That uh, with uh, tax and the free shipping through Rogers right now, uh, 250 rounds of uh, three inch, 12 gauge uh, Federal Speed Shock that brings it to 77 cents a round. That is still a good price, and I'll take that all day long. Well, all day long as long as my wife allows me. We'll put it that way. Um, yeah. So, man, I'm super excited. I finally got that done off my list. And, um, it was, it was an absolute frustration too, because there's a little bit of a breeze. I didn't really have a good way to stand this cardboard up. I was using an old plastic barrel that just kind of leaned it against in front of, uh, you know, the backstop and all that jazz and just to hold it upright. And there were, there were several times when I was, when I was testing around 40 ish yards with the long range that, um, oh my goodness, I'd get halfway back, turn around and the wind had blown the cardboard down. And so. I wisened up and, and, and remedied that situation, but it was, it was frustrating to say the least. So 
looking forward, uh, now that a, a majority of my preseason projects are done, uh, looking forward to this upcoming season and getting a game plan together for early season, uh, mid-season, and late season. Now, this game plan is always subject to change. Uh, never, don't always just, you know, you got to be adaptive based on the conditions. So all these plans are subject to change based on the conditions. So keep that in mind, take it with a grain of salt. But uh, I really uh, getting down a a game plan for my uh, decoy spread um, this year uh, based on, you know, uh, early, mid and late season, because it, it is going to change throughout the season. And I imagine it will change based on conditions and all that kind of stuff. But um, just to give you guys a rundown of what I am planning for this season, and hopefully this helps you guys. Um, If not, hopefully it's at least um, entertaining or interesting one way or the other. So early season, I do plan on adding, uh, throwing some wood ducks into the mix. Um, Obviously, teal is going to come in before waterfowl. So I'm before waterfowl, goodness gracious, before uh, duck does. now, uh, Canada or geese, whatever. I'm getting my everything mixed up, guys. Canada and, and early season teal, they do come in around the same time. And so uh, for teal season, I'm obviously throwing the teal decoys. But I think, I think as of right now, don't quote me on this, um, subject to change. But uh, I think I'm going to throw in a couple of woodies in there. And then um, possibly some of the Canada floaters in there, too, along with... Uh, a handful of uh, like a couple pairs of uh, uh, mallard drake and hens just to give that uh, um, that that presentation the mix of the flock if you will and uh, from from everything I've seen I've actually never never hunted teal before guys uh, so from from what I've learned uh, teal seem to just dive right into your not dive but uh, land right in over the decoys, all that jazz, and they don't seem to be too picky. So I've got quite a, a, a decent, I've got a, a 12 pack of teal floaters that are going to uh, basically make up the the central part of my uh, decoys. And then on the peripheries, I'm going to have, uh, you know, those uh, maybe some of those woodies, uh, some some mallards, and then uh, just depending on how it goes and, and, and how I end up hunting it, I may throw in some of those candidates too they do take up a lot of space. So if it, um, if I'm just uh, kayak hunting, uh, by itself, I may not be able to throw those in there just because of space, or maybe I'll, I'll float them with me. I don't know. I'll figure that out across that bridge when I get there, but, um, try to get that for my, uh, obviously for teal season, I have a mix in there. Um, but then when duck opens, I, I plan on obviously being, uh, being heavy on ducks and kind of reversing that being heavy on ducks. Um, a little bit lighter on the teal and uh, probably probably still keep some of those woodies in there. Um, I don't have too many of them, but uh, keep the woodies in there. And then uh, definitely the Canada floaters as well. And so uh, looking forward to that and, and just adding that variety to my mix and uh, all that good stuff. And so um, I'm thinking forward getting game plans together for that and um, really starting to plan it out that way. I kind of have a script in my head that I, I plan to execute and I can always adapt from that based on the conditions and all that stuff. So, but, um, yeah, that, uh, that also brings me to, uh, another, another thing that I've been kind of thinking forward on is, 
the um, this is the first year I've had the kayak available to me. Uh, I I can't remember when I purchased it. I believe it was early spring, and uh, I'm familiar with kayaks. So as far it's not so much of a learning curve as how to navigate with a kayak and use a kayak and stuff like that. But um, as far as hunting out of a kayak, this is definitely going to be a first. Um, but uh, I, I like to have the extra mobility uh, just in case because you never know. Um, my goal as of right now is to use the kayak as much as possible primarily for hunting and to hunt out of it um, for the most part. And uh, I did, obviously I've got the blind on the boat um, that to keep that an option as well. But my goal is to essentially use the boat as a, uh, a, <laughs> a ferry service for my kayak um, to get me, you know, those long runs. There's some places where I've got to cross uh, pretty much the entire lake, you know, and um, there's one place in particular that I do plan on hitting up again this year that I, I, I found last season. And um, without uh, without some form of uh, either electric or uh, gas propulsion, I would never get there in a kayak in time unless I would have to probably leave in the morning to get there for an afternoon hunt. Um, so that's what I uh, that's my goal as of right now. And I'm, I'm hoping in the near future when I'm out and about scouting slash fishing to uh, take the kayak in the boat and um, just uh, get some practice in on the mechanics of what I need to do as far as um, uh, when I get to uh, a, a quote unquote practice spot that I might want to hunt in, um, you know, finding a place to basically stow the boat, anchor the boat, whatever, away from where I'm hunting and use the kayak to, to excuse me, um, to get to my you know, my X spot where I'm actually going to be hunting. And, uh, yeah, so a little bit of practice there and hopefully some, some, some more video action coming and some reels and all that good stuff for, um, social media and all that stuff. But yeah, um, I, I'm excited. I'm excited because it's getting down to the nitty gritty. It's getting down to the actual practice of the, um, the setup for hunting, the, the all that good stuff. And that to me seem that, that to me really is more fun because I like to I like to get out and actually go practice what I'm going to do. That way when it comes <clears throat> when it comes time for season and it's go time, I can grab my stuff, uh, load up the gear, whatever it may need to be, get my stuff set up and just go. And it, it kind of becomes um it, it's a well-oiled machine at that point. So it's so opening morning, I'm not getting out there and real clunky getting behind the ball uh that kind of thing all that jazz so it man i said all that jazz again ah i'm trying to stop saying that sorry <laughs> i forget whichever episode it was but I, I actually went back and listened to the episode and i must have said uh what was it all that jazz and plain and simple about a million times and i don't know if you guys picked up on that or noticed that or or got annoyed by that but it really drove me up a wall hearing myself say that so i'm trying to trying to avoid overusing certain phrases um, but the rabbit trail there, but, um, one, one last thing I wanted to, um, throw out there and give you guys some information on, I did touch on this earlier. I uh, gave you a little bit of a nugget earlier. So, um, I, I don't want to go into too much detail just yet because everything is still in the works. Uh, everything is still, um, 
in process at this point, but I am working on a collaboration with um, a company that makes uh, firearm slings. Now, um, if you guys are looking for any way to haul or store or transport uh, your shotgun or a rifle or something like that, you're going to the range or uh, say you're, you know, you ranch or farm or something like that. And you like to keep uh, something in there in case you, you know, come across a groundhog or something like that or hunting purposes. I mean, the, the transportation of a firearm and, and something that is in an elegant fashion. Um, sorry, I'm trying to pull up the website here, guys, real quick. Um, I am working on a collab with South Texas Slings. Uh, check them out on Instagram. Check out their website. Um, but uh, they make... Uh, uh, Chris down there, he makes really awesome gunslings. They are, they're really a work of art and, um, they're really, I mean, they're just awesome guys. You, you gotta check them out. Um, but I am working on something with him that, uh, will work towards, uh, providing options for, uh, a Marine application or a waterfowl application. So more on that to come guys. And hopefully, hopefully before long, um, I can, I can give you some more information on that. But, um, as of right now, I just want to kind of give you guys a, a nugget on that. And, uh, I'm super excited to, uh, really test this out and see how it goes. And, uh, hopefully fingers crossed, everything goes well. And, uh, uh, South Texas slings can have, um, have something for, uh, waterfowl hunters and, uh, marine applications and stuff like that in the very near, near future. And, uh, definitely guys, I, I highly recommend it. Go check out, uh, South Texas slings. Um, I'm gonna give you their website real quick here. It is S T S slings.com. So, uh, South Texas slings guys. I, 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 from what I've, what I've experienced so far working with, uh, Chris from South Texas slings, and uh, talking back and forth and whatnot, seems like a, a, a quality human being and an, an all-around decent person. Um, and the, the quality of the work that I've seen so far is just phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Um, they, uh, I, can't, I can't say good enough things about them, and uh, I'm just really excited to, uh, to see how this collab goes and see what we can, what we can come up with. But uh, again, that's STS Slings. So S-T-S-S-L-I-N-G-S.com. Check them out. Uh, limited lifetime warranty on the products. Free shipping. Um, it, it's it's really awesome. They, they also have buy now, pay later options. Um, check it out, guys. And uh, um, more information on that to come. And I will I'll do my best to keep you guys posted. I'm pretty excited about this, guys. It, it's it's going to be pretty awesome. Uh, thanks for listening. I'll catch you next time. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and you're liking the podcast so far. If you guys could do me a massive favor, I would greatly appreciate it. Check out Hastings Outdoors on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Like, share, subscribe, follow, all that good stuff. And stay tuned for more Hastings Outdoors content. Thanks for listening.